everyone. Happy 4th of July, or Happy Independence Day, depending on what you prefer. I hope it actually is a happy day and week for you. I recognize that it's not always the case, because holidays can tend to be some of the most depressing and infuriating times, with the promise of festivity and happiness and celebration also comes the increased letdown when your holiday doesn't go the way you hoped or imagined. When your family just ends up fighting the whole time, or when planning to make it go just the way you want doesn't work and the plan completely falls apart, or when everyone is angry and hungry because the food didn't turn out right, or maybe simply because it was underwhelming and didn't bring the joy and contentment that you expected and hoped for. That's really the biggest factor that determines how much we enjoy it, our expectations and how closely they match reality. This applies to all of life, really. Happiness is largely about how closely our expectations and desires align with reality. The circumstances themselves aren't as important. For example, imagine you have a typical day where you're doing your normal routine at work or at home, and there are no surprises or problems throughout the day. You'll probably consider it a pleasant day, and it may make you happy if it falls on, say, September 5th. If you have the exact same day on December 25th, it may make you angry and depressed, not because the circumstances are different, but because your expectations are different. Even though it wasn't a bad day, you may be disappointed just because you had to work on Christmas, or that you didn't get to spend time with your family and friends, or that you didn't get any gifts. If you're expecting just another day, and that's what you get, you're content and happy. If you're expecting big fireworks shows and a barbecue with hundreds of people, but have to settle for a small gathering because of COVID-19, you'll probably feel disappointed. Even if that smaller celebration would have seemed very fun and made you happy on any other day of the year. COVID-19 is revealing this principle in a lot of areas because it's subverting everyone's expectations about how things should be. It's revealing all the things we take for granted, from being able to find everything we need at the grocery store to being able to talk freely with each other face to face. Whatever plans everyone had at the beginning of the year have inevitably been altered and flipped on their head. As a result, people are getting angry, frustrated, restless, and anxious, just to name a few of the emotions. We still have incredible luxuries and freedoms, but because some of the things we took for granted were stripped away, it hurts and it makes us unhappy. This also applies to regular day-to-day -day expectations as well. I've had a lot of extra work to do at my job lately, so it's led to staying longer most days and putting in extra hours. Because I'm going into it knowing that will probably be the case now, I can happily work 
10 hours without thinking much of it or getting frustrated. On the other hand, I've had multiple occasions in the past or at previous jobs where I got irritated about having to work just an extra 30 minutes after a shift that may have only been 5 or 6 hours in the first place. It wasn't that the total number of hours was intolerable, it's the fact that my expectations failed to be realized. I would probably be happier after working 10 hours if I originally expected to work 12 than if I worked 5 hours and was originally expecting to work 4. The bigger factor is the fulfillment of the expectation, not the hours themselves. This is why you can see people with massive wealth or amazing things in life, and they're still unhappy and ungrateful. By nature, we adjust our expectations and take more for granted the more we have. When you get a raise, you start spending a little more here and there to get some of the things you couldn't afford before. But then that becomes your new baseline. You start to expect this standard of living as a given. This is what's often called lifestyle creep where you gradually increase your expenses and spending to match your income as it goes up. Think about the things that you have and do now that make you happy. If your income doubled tomorrow, that shouldn't have any effect on your ability to enjoy those things still. For some reason though, we usually start to look down on those things once we are able to afford nicer stuff or more glamorous experiences. We keep moving the goalposts the further we go, so as soon as we get to the spot we thought would make us happier a year ago, we just take it for granted, and we don't feel any different than how we felt last year. The good thing about this is it means you have more control than you think on your own happiness. If you can keep those goalposts fixed in one spot, you can keep appreciating what you have regardless of whether your income goes up or down. If you see everything in your life as a gift that you are not entitled to or guaranteed, you can appreciate it all and have a deep gratitude no matter how impressive or unimpressive your life looks to the world around you. Even if you don't have control over your circumstances, that doesn't mean you don't have control over your happiness. A lot of our unhappiness comes when we run up against things that reveal we don't have control. That could be as small as a red light or as large as the death of a friend. Obviously, adjusting expectations doesn't just make these things joyful all of a sudden, but it does allow you to endure them much more easily. It allows you to bypass some of the anger and anxiety because you've already accepted the fact that they're outside of your control, and you don't have to spend your energy on complaining or arguing about how unfair they are. Red lights are out of your control, so use them as a reminder to take a deep breath, smile, and reflect, rather than a reason to get more stressed. Not to get too dark, but everyone will die at some point and we don't get any guarantee about when that will be for each person. 
Accepting this doesn't mean we won't grieve or feel intense emotions or need time to process the loss of someone we know. It simply allows gratitude and contentment to exist alongside the pain. It keeps us from creating an unrealistic expectation that they will live forever and spares us from the added disappointment and anger that comes when that expectation is shattered. Even still, it's hard to set good expectations because we can't know how long each person's life will be, and the world is so complex that there's no way we can perfectly predict exactly what will happen. Thus, we can't just rely on setting perfect expectations for how everything will turn out. We also need to make sure our expectations are flexible enough to get through the unexpected. If our expectations are too rigid, it feels like a punch to the gut every time something happens that we didn't see coming. The more flexibility you have in your expectations, the more resilience you will have to endure surprises and stay joyful through challenges. To put it in more tangible terms, it's like building an emergency fund or buffer into your budget. The point of a budget is to determine where your money will go beforehand so there are no surprises and everything gets addressed ahead of time. A good budget should include at least some reserves for unexpected events though. You don't know when you might get sick, total your car, or get laid off because of a pandemic, so your planning needs to account for things that you can't plan specifically for. Now we just need to take that concept into life and expectations as a whole. When you set your expectations for life, build in an emergency fund of happiness and contentment for the things you can't predict and foresee. Even though you haven't planned for the exact circumstances, you've prepared yourself for the unknown and unexpected. The important question isn't so much what you expect, as how you set your expectations. Are you 100% banking on your expectations coming about exactly the way you think? Or are you looking at the future and each new day as an opportunity to be surprised and delighted with new experiences? The budget metaphor also illustrates how you need to take ownership over your own actions so they conform with what you expect. If you want to own a nice house and retire early, but you never plan out a budget, put money in savings, or cut back on unnecessary expenses, then you shouldn't be surprised if you never end up getting that nice house or early retirement. Even though you can't guarantee there won't be unexpected events that derail these goals, you are almost sure not to achieve them if you never put in any effort toward making them happen. Having good expectations in life isn't about just setting low expectations and being passive. You can set lofty goals and expectations as long as you're willing to put in the extra work to make them happen and accounting for the parts that are out of your control. It's not necessarily foolish to expect you will be rich and famous in five years 
if you devote yourself obsessively to nothing else but achieving that goal every single day from now until then. If you do nothing to work toward it, though, you almost certainly won't see it realized. Just remember that happiness isn't as dependent on what you achieve as it is on how closely reality aligns with your expectations. You can make $5 million, but be unhappy and miserable if you wanted to make $10 million. Or you can be perfectly happy making minimum wage because you don't want any more and find your purpose and meaning in things other than your income. Relationships are an area where expectations can play a big role as well. As a single guy in my late 20s, it's easy to feel societal pressure or feel like there's something wrong because I'm not married or in a relationship yet. I know lots of people who just assumed they would be married by 25, so they start feeling ashamed and unhappy when that doesn't happen, and they keep getting older but are still single. Fortunately for me, I haven't experienced much dissatisfaction or unhappiness from being single still because I didn't set my hope and expectations on being married by a certain age. I still have a desire for a relationship and see it as a very positive thing, but I didn't make my happiness conditioned upon marrying by a certain time so I can enjoy my singleness in the meantime. The same goes for those in relationships. I can only speak from second-hand observation and conjecture, but I believe how successful and enjoyable a relationship is depends on the expectations of the people in it. If you're expecting your spouse to see everything exactly the same way you do and never ask you to do anything you don't want to do, then you're probably in for a difficult marriage. If you think it will be effortless to stay together and won't require any work or effort to keep the relationship healthy, then you are in for some surprises. There's also the danger of a relationship version of the lifestyle creep I mentioned earlier. The longer you're with someone, the more desensitized you become to all the things you love and appreciate about them. You start to take those things for granted because you're already with them and you forget how incredible they actually are. We've probably all seen relationships where two people absolutely adore each other at first, then gradually become unimpressed with each other and start to only see the negatives. They stopped appreciating the things in the other person that they appreciated at the beginning because they've become desensitized to them. This is still just second-hand conjecture, but I think one of the keys to a healthy, sustainable relationship is being intentional not to take anything for granted in the other person, and reminding yourself of all the things that you appreciate about them. It's about making sure you don't keep moving the goalposts and expectations of what they need to do in order for you to be happy. It's about not getting desensitized to all the great things about who they are and what they're doing already. Likewise, you need flexibility in your expectations with them in order to endure the unexpected challenges that come up. Are you prepared to love and appreciate them 
even when you start to see new sides of them you never noticed before, or if they get injured and require you to spend much more time caring for them. I have had lots of unexpected twists and turns throughout my life, so if I'd been too dead set on what I thought was supposed to happen, it would probably have been a lot more miserable. I've mentioned before about some of my job transitions and how they seemed to go awry at the time, but in the end worked out much better than I could have planned. If I got too fixated on making sure things turned out the way I thought they should, it probably would have just served to make me unhappier through it all. I would be heightening the feeling of my own failure and lack of control rather than appreciating the good things that were happening instead. I've just been using the term expectations for ease, but I acknowledge I've been a little loose in how I use it in each context, and there may be a better word for the idea I'm talking about. Expectation really just means what you believe will happen, and there's nothing inherently good or bad about any expectations. What I've really been talking about is the way we relate to our expectations, how much we depend on their fulfillment to be happy, how we adjust them in response to various circumstances, and how we deal with uncertainty and our inability to set surefire expectations. Maybe a better way to frame what I'm talking about would be how well you're able to appreciate your life and reality for what it is, rather than insisting it be something else. If you ever feel disappointed that things turned out differently than how you wanted, ask yourself why you can't still enjoy the way things turned out anyway. Be intentional about how you set your expectations, and make sure you aren't arbitrarily choosing to be unhappy simply because you don't have a certain thing or haven't achieved a certain goal. Ultimately, a lot of this just comes down to practicing gratitude. By all means, work toward lofty goals and expect great things from yourself and others, but never forget that you already have everything you need for joy and contentment right now. See you next time. <laughs>